The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to Facebook Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to do a deep dive into one of the largest, most popular, and most controversial advertising platforms in the world, Facebook. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know about launching, scaling, and optimizing your brand's presence on Facebook. With us today is Agvila DeFazio, who is the founder of Advertise, which is a social media marketing agency that helps clients expand their reach and online visibility through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social network advertising placements. With over 10 years' experience in PPC, Agvila and her team have supported a wide variety of brands, including Postmates, Headspace, WAG, and Bing. So far this week, we've talked about the landscape of advertising on Facebook, targeting methodologies, and today we're going to discuss building a creative strategy that works on Facebook. Here's the third installment of Facebook Week with Agvila DeFazio from Advertise. Agvila, welcome back to Facebook Week on the MarTech Podcast. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me back on. It's a pleasure to be here. Great to have you on again. We're halfway there. It's Wednesday, and we've covered a lot of ground about the current status of Facebook, really focused on how to build targeting, how to reach the right person on Facebook with your advertisements. Now that we have a good sense of how to target the right audience, tell me a little bit about how to reach them with the right message. How do you think about building creative strategies, and what are some of the variables that you're thinking about? As marketers, everything seems to go in a funnel. So as you create your campaigns and your ad sets where your targeting is, Everything will want to be as seamless and intuitive as possible. So once you get down to the ad level and start creating the ad copy and the creatives that are associated with it, put yourself in the potential customers or viewers' shoes and see if that relates to that audience. So make sure that if it's a colder audience that you are introducing yourself in a sense and using a call to action like learn more. If you are a little bit warmer down the funnel, maybe you're doing a remarketing type of campaign and you're really looking to close that deal, try something like Shop Now for the call to action. Just make sure that it speaks to that person in that audience and that the ad copy and the creative are all seamless together. And just since it's part of the creative is that we always have, not always, but depending on your campaign goals, more often than not, you're going to have a landing page URL. So once people leave your ad and they click through to the site or to your app, Make sure that's also a seamless process as well. And it's intuitive for them to complete that action that you're looking for them to accomplish. 
Okay, so this goes back into marketing 101. Think about what your funnel is. What are you trying to accomplish? You're not always trying to drive someone to a sale. Sometimes you're building awareness. Sometimes you're educating your customers. Sometimes you're actually going for the sale and then you're retaining your customers as well. There's a couple different places where you can put copy and you mentioned that specifically, your call to action. In advertisements, it seems like there's a headline and there is a description. What are some of the best practices there? How much copy should you use? Are you trying to grab someone's attention? Are you just trying to put your product title? Talk us through the different placements where you can write your text. Absolutely. So on Facebook, you have your text that's above the creative. You have your headline that's the bolder headline underneath the creative. And then on certain placements, you'll also see the newsfeed link description, which is the shorter form text underneath the headline. And then the call to action button, which appears on the bottom right-hand corner of it. With Instagram, you can have all that same copy. It'll translate over, but it will get cut off just because the format is a little bit different. In terms of how much copy should you write, it depends. If you have something short, test it out. Also, A-B test everything, every variable from the call to action to the headline to the landing page URL, even to the text above the creative. Try some long form, try some short form and see how that works for your brand. It seems like there's two schools of thought here. Google AdWords, you want to take up as much real estate as you possibly can. You want to (laughs) add in all of the extensions that you want, your phone number, all of your reviews, and basically push everything down the page so you're taking up the most real estate. Make your ad as big as possible. And Google really restricts the ways that you can do that. In Facebook, to me, it's kind of like people are there. They are, I don't want to say wasting time on the internet, but they are (laughs) passively consuming content. They don't have a real agenda or something that they're trying to accomplish. They are relaxing online. Sure. And to me, that short form content, you know, it's something that's attention grabbing seems to be the first place that I would go, but I'm a little torn. Is it real estate or is it short and consumable? And I guess you have to test your way into that. You certainly do. I have found that with our clients that short form content tends to outperform long form. As you said, people are on there to leisurely scrolling through their feeds and their attention span is a lot shorter than it would be elsewhere. Oftentimes we do get people to convert off of long form ads, but the one way to maximize your visibility and ad real estate is to start using square images and videos. And that extends on mobile through the whole screen primarily. And it can really get people to stop with their thumbs as they're scrolling through because there's just so much stimulus on Facebook, as you know. So in addition, certainly use text. You have to explain your ad and your story visually, acoustically, and textually. But video does very well. So if you really want to maximize place on Facebook and Instagram is try to aim for the square creatives and try testing out video. So you made the transition for me, and we probably buried the lead by talking about how to optimize your text first. The images and I guess the medium and media that you're using is probably what matters the most in Facebook and on Instagram. You mentioned video. What's the right place to use video? How should you use audio? Are text images? What text can you use? A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. 
1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. There's a million questions I have about how to make an ad that has thumb-stopping power. What have you seen being effective? Anything that moves subtle motion, whether it's just a GIF or maybe just a cinema graph where it's just a static picture with one small component moving or just a straight-up video, those perform very well. And in terms of just text, banner ads are great. You don't have to do a video for everything if you don't have it, but if you can test it out, static images are totally fine. If you don't have enough in your creative arsenal, Facebook did team up with Shutterstock so you can get free stock photos within the ad level itself if you're looking for something to test out. But one thing about Facebook I will forewarn you about, they're not very overly text-friendly when it comes to creative. They have this 20% rule, as I'm sure you're familiar with it. If there's too much text, they will not run your ad or they will, but the impression share will be so low that it's not even worth running. So one tactic we recommend is just if you're using a video to not use your cover image that has text on it, and then you can bypass that and then use that later in your video to maybe amplify your call to action or maybe to visit your website. But if you are looking to do some overlay text, Pinterest is a really great channel for that. And they actually encourage overlay text in their creatives, whether it's video or images. That's the ironic thing to me is that when you're placing a static image, right, something that does not move, you can only have a little bit of text. But when you're placing a video, they want the closed captioning to be there, which could take up a large portion of the screen because most people don't have their audio on while they're thumbing through their Facebook or Instagram feeds. Exactly. Yeah. And it's actually, I read a stat, I believe Forbes put it out last year saying that 85% of Facebook users watch video without sound. And we also don't want to disregard anybody that might be hearing impaired. So it's important to add captions. Sure, it takes a part of your screen, but Facebook has a built-in option where you can click a button and either upload your own SRT or subrip text file that has the captions, or if you want to do it much more efficiently, easy and quick, Facebook will scan your video in just a few seconds and provide a script for you that you can manually review and update anything. Just be mindful there if you have a unique brand name or if somebody has a dialogue in the video that might have an accent and might misinterpret a few things. But captions are very important, especially if your text and the visuals aren't getting your entire story across. Is it better to have people in your videos? Is it better to have product images? Have you seen anything in terms of what the content is in the videos being a difference maker? 
It's very ad account dependent and sometimes one thing works better than another, but overall we have seen that videos with people looking directly at the camera perform best, especially if they're smiling and especially if they maybe reflect your demographic, whether it's a type of background that they're in or maybe the activities that they're doing or the product that they're showcasing. But as long as it's a friendly face, people naturally gravitate towards looking at somebody when they're conversing and social media is a relationship builder, whether it's an ad or, you know, just organic post, but if you can put somebody on camera, that's great. If they don't feel comfortable looking right at the camera, they can be a side angle. Those work as well. But that does typically get people to stop scrolling down their feet if they do see something with a human being in it. Familiar people, beautiful people, babies, puppies, monkeys. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. There's like a couple things that are just always attention grabbing. It's like babies, puppies, and something else. Anyway... Last question for you about content. You sort of alluded to this before, but in terms of the call to action, making it appropriate and making it effective, any tips on putting together the right call to action for your campaigns? It depends from the campaign, depending on what your objective is. If it's awareness or driving traffic, you learn more. If you are promoting an app, maybe download app or install app. Or if you're looking to re-engage users, you can have a use app option for those re-engagement campaigns. If you're doing a lead gen campaign, there's sign up or subscribe. I highly recommend testing both of those for those type of campaigns just to see which verbiage works better for you. And, you know, there's also watch more if you have more videos that you're looking to send somebody to a landing page for. And of course, for e-commerce, certainly test out shop now because there's not much else that's much more powerful than telling someone to shop at that moment. They don't have the give me your money call to action anymore, do they? No, not yet. <laughs> Maybe they'll have some custom ones. All right. Well, there's the future of Facebook. That's Facebook week next year. <laughs> yes. Okay. Kidding aside, I think that's a lot of great information. Any other tips in terms of putting together your creative strategy? Test everything. Every option that's available to you in Facebook, create a variation of it that tweaks it just a little bit to see how you can reach your users to get them to convert and complete that campaign objective for you. Okay. Great advice. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Agvila for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Agvila's tips for building an effective strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we're going to be talking about how to analyze and optimize your Facebook campaigns. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Agvila, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send her a tweet at her Twitter handle, which is Akvila DeFazio, A-K-V-I-L-E-D-E-F-A-Z-I-O, or you can visit her company's website, that's akvertise.com, A-K-V-E-R-T-I-S-E.com. You can also find a link to her beginner's guide to Facebook in our show notes. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, don't worry, we've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries and transcripts of all of our episodes. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we built benjshap.com slash questions, where you could submit your questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap on LinkedIn and Twitter. That's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of Facebook week, we've got great episodes lined up for the rest of the month. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.